Welcome to my favorite podcast with Noah Marger. Ford Tuscan leather smelling like a brick degenerates, <laughs> but even Ellen love our shit. Um, that's red leather, red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. That's how that's, I feel right now. That's not Drake. Cake, okay, listen, <laughs> <laughs> listen to me. All right, you're being freaky. You're being freaky as hell, and I haven't even introduced you. That's the soonest the guest has ever just like jumped in and been like, "Yes, please, come on, everybody." I'm here for it. I'm. Um, I'm a performer at heart. At heart, you are, yeah. But you're yeah. eating noodles in front of my listeners right now, so. Yeah, just um, just disclaimer. There's some sexy noodle noises happening. Um, yeah. We have burst cherry tomato pasta, uh, which I make every night. Um, oh my god! Okay. Yeah. Oh my god, is right. And <laughs> oh. it's delicious every time with calabrian okay. peppers. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! All right. Well, listen. We are in the we're in the presence of pasta greatness right now. Um, so I listen. But we're going to take the rest of the night off. Go ahead. Go ahead. Listen. If you <laughs> know that much about now. pasta, yeah. This is a little pasta show. Okay. What else my you got to say about pasta? My favorite pasta. Your favorite pasta. Okay. Um, listen, folks. Before we before we get too crazy with it, you know, before we get too crazy with the spices, <laughs> uh, let's get the show started. Okay, <laughs> welcome back to my favorite podcast. This is a podcast about people's favorite things. I am, of course, Noah Marjorie, your dumbass host of this dumbass show. But unless you uh, have been hiding under a rock for the last, I don't know, twenty thousand years, we don't have a dumbass guest. We have a very cool guest, very chill guest, very pasta guest today. Uh, my guest is. A dancer, a Pilates instructor, and maybe if you are nice to her, she will give you free virtual Pilates uh, until she gets her hours, and then she's going to charge you because she uh, girl got to make a buck. Uh, amen to that. Uh, <laughs> maybe she might be nice to you. I don't know. Maybe you got to be nice to her. Uh, and she's a writer for Merry Go Round magazine. You can read her feature about 100 decks and the sacredness of the body, and her newest piece titled "Showgirls: An Authentic Woman Right Now." on merrygoround.com. You know who it is, baby. Please welcome, oh my guy, I almost said your name. I almost said it, okay. (laughs) I'm I'm about to say it, okay? Okay, You ready for this? Go ahead. One, two, on one. (laughs) Okay, on one. We'll both say it at the same time. Three, two, one. It's Sienna Kresge. Yes, okay. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. We're really glad we actually did that because I was a little scared to say it by myself. So thanks for jumping in. Uh, hi, Sienna. Hi, Noe. Noe. Can, I call, can I call you Noe? It's yeah, so you sweet. Can call me Noe if you want. It's nice. I, when I'll tell you, when I was younger, I hated being called Noe because I had a little friend. Well, it's interesting when you're a kid, like, you don't really have friends. You have – your mom has friends. You know what I mean? And then your mom's friends have kids. So, yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And so one of, their, one of her kids called me Noe, and I hated it. And now I've grown up, and I love it. And that's what we call adulting, baby. That Oh, I can adult today, baby. 
the adulting hard right now. Okay. Um, you're in New York, which is uh, cool, I would say, but not for very much longer. Yeah, um, and I was walking around tonight when I bought supplies for my pasta, and I was like, dang, this is really cool here. But um, <laughs> it's it's fine. I I just, it's not right for me right now, so I'm yeah. moving to Portland, Oregon, which Whoa, is okay. not far from you, Mr. Very close, actually. We're going to have to do... It's going to rain a lot when you get here. So I was going to say we can hang out outside because I'm not going inside of a building for probably about a next year and a half, probably, I would say. Yeah. Um, but we can hang out outside in the rain, both wearing big-ass ponchos. Do you like that? I would absolutely adore that. And I can meet Ryan, and I can give him a big kiss on the mouth and say, don't me instead. How about that? Yes! He would love that <laughs> so much. <laughs> I would love to give that boy a big old kiss <laughs> in the mouth. Ryan, I know you're listening to this because I know Sienna's playing this for you directly. He absolutely. In his ear. No, he's he's my biggest fan and I'm his biggest fan. So uh-huh. um, I know it's sickening. Um, it but is, yeah. he is he's absolutely listening to this right now. Just kidding. He's okay. at work right now. But Oh, okay, just kidding. And he's he's <laughs> making pizzas, right? As far as as far as we know he's making pizzas, right? He's supervising the, the making of pizzas. He's kind of an everyman of pizza. He delivers them. He makes them. He uh, answers the phones for them. Holy shit. Yeah. He, he on their behalf. Pizzas are busy right now. <laughs> Can I take a message, please? It's so good. Congrats. Congrats to, congrats to Ryan for <laughs> being a pizza secretary, <laughs> which is probably the coolest thing you could be in this life, honestly. <laughs> Well, welcome to the show, Sienna, as you take a big old bite of pasta. And Thank you. I'm <laughs> honored. I'm so, I'm so excited. I'm glad. Well, listen, let's get into it. Ha. Let's get into the show. We got a little bit of a different one today. We had one person uh, who are, we are both friends with named Thomas Saradarian kind of do something similar to this. It's a little, diff- a little different. You're putting your own little Sienna spin on it. Um, but before we get started and dive into the real, real shit, I'm going to ask you Noe's question. ba da ba 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 it's Noe's question. There needs to be a little jingle for that. There is a little jingle. There is a little jingle. Okay, you got to listen to the show. There's a little jingle. Okay, sorry. Exposed exposed for the fucking fake fan that you are. Wow, okay, no worries. Whoa. Sorry, 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 sorry. But anyway, Noe's question. I think this is the proudest I've ever been of a Noe's question. And so we're talking about the sea today. We're talking about the ocean. We're talking about a cruise ship. Is that fair to say? Are all those things fair to say? Oh, yes. That is, yeah, beyond. Well, so my question for you is, fuck, Mary kill, Penelope Cruz, Tayo Cruz, and Tom Cruise. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, my gosh. You flipped the switch. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Um, okay, who are the options again? Penelope, Okay, so we Tom. got Penelope Cruz, Tom, and Tayo. Do you remember Tayo Cruz? He did Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Dynamite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And uh, Break Your Heart. Was that him as well? I'm only gonna break, 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 break your heart. I think that was him, too. That was probably him. Now that you sing Thanks. it, I remember. Um, okay. Whoa. I know. Mary Penelope. Okay. She's so beautiful. She's so beautiful. Um, she's married to uh, 
is it Javier Bardem in real life? Are they together? Really? Anton Chigurh? Yeah, I think really she's married to Anton Chigurh in real life. I don't know why. I almost thought Hugh Jackman. Maybe that's in like a movie they're married, but I think in real life she's married to Javier Bardem. Okay, whoa. Hi, <laughs> I know. So, we're going to have to go through some legal hoops to get this arranged. Maybe a little thruple action, potentially? <laughs> yeah, okay. But I just, I don't know anything else about Javier Bardem besides, um, besides when he did that movie. Besides when he did No Country for Old Men. Yeah, when he was Anton Sugar, and he's a little scary in that movie. <laughs> Excuse yeah, me. he is a little scary. So, I don't, I don't know if I want that energy in our house. Whoa, okay. But I'm open to it. I'm open to things. Okay, so, I'll marry Penelope. Of course. I would fuck Tyo Cruz. Whoa. I mean, okay. he, he seems fun and kill Tom Cruise because he is, he is a very, he's kind of a cursed person. Like, I'm not down with it. And actually, I can round this out to a cruise ship experience. Whoa. Okay. Um, you know, he's the big Scientology face. Yep. And when I was on the ship, we would uh, port in Aruba all the time in Aranjastad. Okay. And we would port with the Scientology ship. It's a small Scientology ship, and it's yeah. very hexed. Um, it's, I think they acquired it, and it's it's a ship from like the '60s. It's like really old ship, and it looks really sketch. Like the windows are really small on it; you can't see in. Right. And I know that there were like other crew members on my ship who they were like, like sometimes they'll like go onto other ships when we're in port, but they like. They couldn't go on the Scientology ship. And there's, like, all these... There's, like, a big L. Ron Hubbard library on there. And oh, um, there's scary. asbestos on that ship. What the fuck? That's cr- that is yeah. actually the craziest <laughs> they part. They had, like, lawsuits about it. So... Yikes. Bad. Yeah. Really bad. Well, I mean, would they have lawsuits about it, though? Because the people who are on the Scientology ship are probably just down for it, right? Because they're, like, drank the Kool-Aid so hard. They're like, oh, this is... I love bringing this in. This is actually very yummy for me. Yeah, but uh, I think the crew is a different story. Oh, like, I don't gotcha. think the crew are, like, Scientology people. I'm sure they have to sign, like, NDAs or something, but um, they were just, like, normal people. Sad. But so let's, so to, so to recap here, Penelope Cruz, we're going to marry Penelope Cruz. Mm-hmm. We're going to fuck Tayo Cruz, which, honestly, Dynamite. I was big time shocked. Whoa. <laughs> I was big time shocked that you picked fuck Tyo Cruz. I actually thought you were going to go fuck Penelope and marry Tyo Cruz, but a boy can dream. Um, and then you did kill Tom Cruise. Is that correct? Is that all fair to say? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. That, yeah. I lo- locked and loaded. Those are my final answers. Okay. Well, thank you for being, thank you for being honest. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for telling me exactly uh, <laughs> the correct answers. Appreciate that. Uh, I think I would go probably what I just said. I think instead <laughs> I would go marry Tyo Cruz, fuck Penelope Cruz, kill Tom Cruz. But I'm a, I'm a little bit, I think more curious about Tom's like private life, potentially maybe than you are. So maybe fuck Penelope Cruz, marry Tom Cruz, kill Tyo Cruz. Cause I have the least connection to Tyo Cruz. And I'm very interested in Tom Cruz. How do you feel about that? I mean, it's like marriage, marriage is kind of a big commitment and like what if you got into it and you were like whoa i'm not down with this 
I would say bye bye. I would get out of there. (laughs) (laughs) It's as easy as that, I think. But that is so much rigmarole just to find out. Like, okay, go on a few dates with Tom Cruise, but. But marrying the guy? I don't know. Okay, I feel it. You're jumping the gun. Okay, listen, I am wanting to be a part of Tom's life. For as long as I can, I think he's a darling man. How about that? Does that convince you otherwise? Does that say, yes, okay. Jeff, I would like that. If you're doing it for love, then Godspeed. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. Well, we're not exactly talking about either Tayo, Tom, or Penelope today, but we are talking about being on a cruise ship. Because I said to you, Sienna, we could talk about literally anything you want. We could talk about, I even told you off, Mike, we could talk about, actually I had some pretty good ideas for what I thought you might say. Uh, but you said, no, chef, I want to talk about my favorite job that I've ever had, which is entertaining folks on a cruise ship. And so before we even, uh, what, is, what's the, what is the technical correct term for when you leave land and jump onto the boat? Is that called going aboard? What is the correct term? Do you, is there a correct term? Embark. Embark. Before mm-hmm. we embark. The day we I mean, get on the ship is Embarkation Day. Embarkation Day. Okay. Mm-hmm. So before we celebrate Embarkation Day on this podcast, you and me together, I want to get to know pre-Sea Legs Sienna, and I want to know, how'd you get started dancing? Whoa. Um, okay, this goes back years and years. Yes, Chef. Um... I came out the womb dancing. No, but um, (laughs) it's kind of in the family blood. Like, my grandma was a dance teacher. My mom is in the dance industry. All my aunts, like, danced or taught or whatever. And so I started dance really young, like, three years old, which is not uncommon um, for dancers to, like, start their training super young. But, yeah, that's that's where it all started. And I just... Trained at a studio locally growing up, competing. I was a competitive dancer through high school and things like that. And then and then I went to college for dance. Wow, okay. So this is it's just been one studio, so to speak, after the other. Like, you've just been <clears throat> jumping around different studios going, watch out, I'm about to sashay pas de bourre my way into the doors. <laughs> Yes, like oh that? my gosh, yes, that was, that was very eloquent. <laughs> very eloquent, yes. <laughs> I actually had to take a dance class when I was in sixth grade because I went to a, or I've said this on both, it's on the list and this podcast before, but I went to a arts magnet school from middle all the way through high school, and every sixth grader has to take introduction to dance. And I so, love that. That's awesome. So, I did some sashang and some potaburang across the floor. That's how you know. That's how I know. And my teacher said, we really think that you, we really think you should move on to beginning dance. And I said, absolutely not, chef. Please take, please take your bags and go away from me for the rest of it. I just didn't like it very much, but they liked it enough to the point where they're like, Noah, move on to beginning dance. But they would have told any guy who was in that program move oh. on to beginning dance because they needed guys and they thought, Oh, this guy's a sucker. He'll fall for it. But, uh, that's very cool. What times of competitions were you in? What sort of dance were you mainly 
dancing, I guess, for lack of a better term, or were you sort of a jack of all trades? Were you dancing different styles? What's the what's the road look like for you on that? Yeah, jack of all trades. Um, the dance competition world that I come from is very much like um, it's not like specific to genre, you know, sure. like there's probably like Irish dance competitions specifically and ballroom dance competitions and whatever. But, um, <clears throat> then there's more kind of like larger generic type ones. So, um, I trained in everything and performed everything. Ballet, Damn. jazz, tap, hip hop, if you can believe it or not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> contemporary, modern, that's like the main of like what I would perform, but then I've like along the way I've taken class and all kinds of different things. Sure. And then do those competitions, I guess, more or less like, is it a lot of solo work? Are you with your company? Like give us like a rundown of like maybe what a competition, like a standard competition might look like for the jazz dance, whatever illiterate folks who might be. Listening. Yeah. Um, both. I mean, okay. depends who you are, but since I was like, full throttle, like eat, sleep, breathe, repeat type person. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, your large group dances, your small group dances, which probably like eight people. Maybe you're doing a duet. I always had solos, um, which is, is kind of problematic because it's also like, you know, if you're, if you're, fortunate enough to be able to like pay for those extra things, extra choreography like that, right? you know, <clears throat> um, then that's how it's possible. But, um, yeah, I have experience in all kinds dancing with many people or dancing alone. Okay. All right. So you're, you know, doing solos, you're in these big, you know, companies rather doing group stuff. Um, what is it that really, I guess, kept you going doing dance into the point where you're like, I'm going to do this professionally. Like, why do you love to dance so much? I know that's the big question, but I got to ask it. Um, for a long time, I think it just kind of hinged on identity for me. I was just like, this is, this is who I am. Like, this is the easiest and like most authentic way for me to like be myself. And, um, since then, like, in college, I was, like, I became very burnt out from dance, um, funny enough, so, and that's how I ended up, like, writing for the magazine, and, right. um, I ended up getting a double major in philosophy, so, uh, my goals began to, like, mutate and pivot, and now I feel like I'm a lot more, like, well-rounded as a person, um, but, like, I, I, it's just fun. I don't know. It's just fun and it feels good even when it feels horrible. <laughs> but also like, I'm sure, you know, like it's also just so satisfying to perform and, um, you know, there's validation in that. And it's also really rewarding to like work hard at something and then have, that moment on stage, like, even if it's for, like, two or three minutes, and to, like, and to finally do it, and, and to perfect something, I think that's something, that's, like, a process that I really enjoy, and it's also just, 
you're usually making people happy in some way when totally, you're performing. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I love that you said that it's fun because I think that the older you get and sometimes the more directly you pursue a thing that you used to do recreationally, professionally, sometimes this thing can happen where you're like, oh no, is this like not fun anymore? Like, is this really work? Like, does do I feel like this is work now, you know? Like, and it, it you have that moment of, I think of like change where you're like, I'm screwed <laughs> because yeah. I decided to pursue the thing that used to be like very valuable in either expressing myself or just really made me feel good. And now I'm doing it either so much or I'm doing it so rigorously that it like lost that. So I'm really glad to hear that you say that it's fun because I definitely had moments, you know, doing anything that I've wanted to pursue professionally, whether it be writing, comedy, filmmaking, you know, whatever, where I'm like, man, I should just not do this shit anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is, this is tiring, man. There is always that thought process. You know, it's not, it's not a straight line with that kind of thing. Like there's always no. been moments where I'm like, oh, what, what the hell am I doing? Like, what is, what does this even mean? What is this worth? And, um, you know, when you're make, trying to make a career out of it and like tying a wage and kind of like that labor relationship to it. Right. Um, then it definitely is difficult, but, um, at least the times that I've danced like professionally, it's been a mix of both, you know, where it's just like one night. Yeah. I'm just going to work. I'm just clocking in. I'm just clocking out. Um, and other nights it's like, whoa, like we had a really awesome audience and I had like a lot of fun with my colleagues on stage and um, like it feels really good to do something that you're really, that you're an expert at. Um, So, you know, it it doesn't have to be black and white. No, absolutely not. You know, and I, I like also what you said about it not being a straight line. I feel like rarely anything that we love or is worth pursuing actually any semblance of a line it's like a big old squiggly that you give to your parents when you're a kid and you're like and uh put this up on the fridge please put this up on the fridge for real? yeah an mm-hmm. asshole please please put this up on the fridge basically is what i'm trying yeah. to say <laughs> mom please Pay don't throw it in the trash <laughs> yes exactly and they're ripping it up and they're fucking lighting the trash can on fire so it can't come back and you're like mom please, please don't do that mom <laughs> but either way you know it's really important to you know say that you know this is not a fucking straight line especially right now with you know i don't know is your industry like coming back it doesn't exist right now my goodness it does not exist right now so um truthfully i haven't danced in quite a while and that's okay like that's um i've gotten past the point of like needing to be like dancing every single day like when i was a kid trading it was like I had class four or five days a week on the weekends I was at competition or convention or some sort of workshop or whatever and it's like you're just training all the time sure and now that I'm older I'm like it's fine like it's always gonna be there um it's always in your body like it's part of who you are and like you can go back to it when you want to and whatever like luckily I have like other parts of me that developed and like leaned into, (laughs) um, 
so that it's not so difficult for like I'm not like having an identity crisis right now you know sure. but there's a lot of other performers I know who it's like dances their whole life and understandably mm. um but this time is like so difficult because everything that they've been doing and working towards like doesn't doesn't exist and it's not going to for a while so yeah it's it's heartbreaking sorry to go sicko no. right there but <laughs> That's okay. listen go go off queen as they say you know sicko mob it up um what what i guess when it all kind of came crashing down and everyone started to realize, oh, life is going to change a little bit. And for the United States, you know, we're recording this in late September uh, of 2020. So if some alien species is listening to this, you know, 50, 50 years down the road, that's a generous, I, I feel like, <laughs> um, you know, uh, this, this time we're living in is insane. What was your kind of first thought when you realized, oh, I might not be, uh, dancing right now and then in those early parts of quarantine and pandemic were you trying to you know keep a certain conditioning going like what was your first thought before you sort of like realized oh I have time to do other things now that dance is not really like sure. the forefront of my mind yeah um I mean I like I moved to New York um last October and I wasn't super focused on dancing at the time because I'd gotten off the ship actually, um, last January and sure. I'd done that for almost two years. So I was like, okay, I kind of need a break from this. Sure. And, um, so I was intending already like to explore different parts of myself and I was working on getting my Pilates certification and, but then after the new year this year, um, I started like going, to, whoa, sorry. Whoa. All right. Yeah. Big that reveal. That was, <laughs> <jump it out. laughs> yeah, that was the pot. That was the, that was the alluded to pasta from earlier, making its grand, hopefully grand exit. <laughs> um, but you said, um, uh, January of this year, something, something happened. Something big happened. Yeah. I finally started going back to dance class, which it was kind of like a mental hurdle that I had to get over. Cause sure. it's like, I don't know. It was just a big deal. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to like make it through class and just, I'm going to look terrible. I'm going to feel terrible, whatever. Right. And finally I was like, okay, I just want to go and take class for me. And it's not like to perform for anyone. And I just want to enjoy myself. And so that was like, that, that was great. And I was starting to like get back into class and, um, I actually had auditioned for this local cabaret and I got into that and I was super excited and I was supposed to oh, start wow. rehearsal for it at the end of March. <laughs> and bitch, Miss Rona, why? Miss Rona, yeah. why? I was going to be on stage again and, you know, that was something I was really looking forward to. But, um, yeah, I guess it just wasn't in the stars this year yeah yeah, yeah I, was, I, was about to say, I don't think a lot a lot of a lot of things that may have been happening this year were no longer in the stars when miss rona came to town and she said i got a show for you and it's called stay yeah. inside for the rest of the year yeah it's watching paint dry yeah and um so and my pilates program was suspended so i was i was just like dang what do i do now <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's still it's still kind of like that 
Maybe that's part of why I'm moving, because I'm like, ooh, I need something to do, twiddling my thumbs over here. Sure. Um, but, you know, the only way to do this is to take it a day at a time. Oh, absolutely. Because everything can change in a day, so that's, I'm trying to keep that uh, billionaire mindset. <laughs> oh, okay all right hitting me giving me a taste of my own medicine on that one all right okay very good thank you chef thank yeah. you for that yummy dish chef. with that i'm gonna take another bite of my pasta so no this is so fucked you didn't tell me this was gonna happen i need to know everything in advance i'm scared um well you alluded to it so i'm just gonna straight up ask you you alluded to the cruise how does how do you get yourself in a situation where you're about to perform on a cruise ship? You said for almost two years, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how did you get this job? How did this opportunity fall into your lap? Or how did you put yourself in this situation? Talk about that. What was leading up to this? And then how did you secure the bag, so to speak? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, picture this. Okay. Senior year of college. Yes. Losing my damn mind. Yes. What am I going to do with my life? Yes. What? Who am I going to be? What? Where am I going to go after I graduate? Correct. Um, and I was like, fuck it. I'll, I'll try a, a cruise ship. And I went to an audition in LA um, sometime in, in March of my senior year of college. And then it went really well. I made it through to the end. And I was like, okay, um... Let me just write my hundreds of pages of papers for um, so I can graduate. <laughs> right. And then, like, I think it was, like, the first week of May or something. Um, so close to finals. And I got an email from the company offering me a cruise ship contract. And oh, that was that. And I was like, hell yeah. So I was graduating, like, two or three weeks later. I was like, this is exactly what I wanted and needed. Wow. Um, okay. And then I was set to start rehearsal in late June of that year, 2017. So, and then that's that. And then once you're on, once you like do a contract and you have that relationship with the company, um, then, you know, if you, if you're still in good standing with them, like, then you're kind of like, you're in their books, you know, and, sure, and yes. you can email the casting director or whatever and be like, Hey, I would love to do another ship. If you have a spot for me, like, let me know. And, um, then you can go offered stuff from there. Wow. Okay. So you're, were you jumping then from ship to ship, so to speak, or did you stay with one ship the whole time or how does that whole work? And then what were you performing on this ship? Like, what was the actual show? I'm, I never fully put that together myself. So <laughs> what were you actually performing on the ship? And then did you jump from ship to ship? How does that whole situation work? Yeah. So, um, it depends which, uh, cruise line you're with. And I was with Holland America line and that's it. Their structure was starting to change by the time that I left, but in general, you just have your set contract. It's like six to nine months, maybe. Uh, mine were about seven or eight months long. You have rehearsal for about a month or six weeks, and then you embark. Today, oh, <laughs> and then you're on the ship for the whole rest of the time. You okay. live on the ship. 
you try not to die on the ship. Yes. And then, um, end of contract date, you disembark, and then everyone in your cast, like, goes separate ways, and that's that. I was doing the whip, and the nae and the dab. Oh, damn. Um, I know. <laughs> the Insane. Fortnite. The, <laughs> what was the, what's the Fortnite dance? The, uh, the... What is it called? The one where you, the thing with your, oh, the, the, this one, do you know what I'm talking about? I, yeah, with the feet and. Yeah, the, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure everyone who's listening to this right now is like, fuck off, dude. Why don't you know the name of it? Noah, Noah just did um, a really awesome, he, he was marking the choreo, but he did like kind of a paddling motion with his arms. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, you can Google yeah. that. Yeah. so i did i had four different shows and then like a mini one mini show which uh or in the biz we call it a bumper or a welcome show which is what we would do like on embarkation day to say hey guests hey old people this is what you're in for for the next 10 days (laughs) little honeys um so one of my shows was like commercial jazz show. That was our easiest one, um, but it was to all the like Billboard music hits throughout the years. Gotcha. So popular music, um, and we're vibing, whatever. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> all the choreo was really just vibing. Like it was so easy. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> Got me. We had a Latin ballroom show. That one Whoa, was really okay. fun. And do you wear heels when you do that? Is that a heels dance? Because that seems like the scariest shit on earth to wear high heels. First of all, wearing high heels seems like the scariest shit on earth. Yes. And dancing in high heels seems like the actual scariest thing on earth. So were you in high yes. heels doing that? Yes, sir. And um, on nights when the ship is rocking, the ship be rocking. <laughs> yeah. And that is scary stuff in your high heels. Um... So yeah, dancers don't get paid enough. Um, anyway, <laughs> yeah, you gotta be. You gotta, first of all, the, you gotta get paid a flat rate unionly just to be wearing those high heels yeah. and dancing in high heels. Because holy crap! Um, but you're doing the little jazz standards. You're doing some Latin ballroom. What else are mm-hmm. we doing? You said you had four other or two others. Yeah, we had another show that was like I would describe it as contemporary jazz. So there was kind of like some. Uh, more lyrical elements to it. That one was a trip around Mother Earth. Oh, we <laughs> that one that yeah. show was kind of problematic. I'm not gonna lie. Why um, was it problematic? Oof, there there were some culturally appropriative moments. I gotcha. will say. Okay. I had another. My last show was called Musicology, and that one was super fun. It was kind of more like, kind of more like a theater jazz type. Sure. And I wore heels all through that, but I was only wearing heels through that because I had a very special role. Uh-oh, okay. Yeah. What was that very special <laughs> what was that very special role where you got to wear <laughs> heels again? But um the premise of the show, it was an all dance show, which is also unique. Okay. Um and we were portraying like all these different instruments and stuff like that. And I had the very special role of being the conductor. 
So I was kind of this character, like, running around in a little, in, like, cocktail suit and waving a baton. And that was (laughs) super fun. That was, that was uh, one of my favorite shows that I've done. That's so but, cute, actually, yeah. to be running around waving a little baton. And like, <laughs> Come here, everybody. I'm going to dance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very cool. That's very awesome. As far as I know, it's like might seem like a no duh question, but like, hear me out here. Uh, what is actually the biggest difference between living on a cruise ship for as long as you do and living on land, so to speak. I know that might seem oh. like, hey, brother, why yeah. didn't brother ask that? But <laughs> help help a brother out right now and to answer that question, please. Um, I mean, there's, there's a lot to that. So I can just kind of... Please. Describe ship life to you. Yes. Um, first of all, you live in a teensy tiny room. Yeah. No yep. windows. On a deck, which is below deck one. <laughs> Whoa! I so our rooms were like like at sea level. Like I, I could hear the water like crashing on the whole of the ship. Okay. Um, and it's a teensy tiny room, and you have one roommate. Uh, there's little bunk beds in there. Teensy tiny bathroom. We at least the performers we have one of the most privileged jobs on this ship. I will admit. Sure. And so we have access to the passenger areas now we still have to follow a dress code and wear a name tag when we're out and about like that in passenger areas so you're still kind of like at work but you can eat in the passenger dining areas um you can go to the pool uh you can crow's nest and read a book (laughs) whoa and pretend to maybe be like a little pirate and sailing the seven seas and being like arg i work on this ship please don't bother me which one of my favorite things to tell people about working on the ship is like we as cast um it's a little different on with that company now but um when i did it we our crew status as opposed to like guest entertainer status, which means that, like, they have shorter contracts, they can, they get nicer rooms, and right. their job isn't, like, so serious on the ship, but we, as um, cast members, we had crew status, meaning that we had to go through ship crew training, and um, a lot of that is safety training, so that, like, if an emergency happens, we know what to do, and right. we're a part of all of, like, the muster drill, and, um, guiding people to the, the lifeboats. Sure. And um, one of my favorite things as part of that training is that, and that really shocked me when I did it, that I like just hadn't even considered, was that we had to do a training um, about what to do if our ship was getting pirated. Oh. Like, real life. And I was like, I just had not even considered that ship piracy is still a thing. Like, right. you just think that it's like Captain Hook type thing. Yeah. It's not, like... There are people, they're on a skiff at daybreak, and they come on with their <laughs> rifles, and the, I mean, they probably won't do it to, like, a passenger cruise ship, because that's just way too much rigmarole, but, like, totally. um, cargo ships and stuff uh, can Captain Phillips! Exactly <laughs> yeah. like Captain Phillips! Yeah. and so, um, we had to, we had to learn, like, what to do if the ship gets pirated. 
And now, Sienna, what do you do when the ship gets pirated? Please you, enlighten us. You do what they say. Within reason. <laughs> within reason. Okay. All right. Do they have you like run you through like a simulation where somebody has to be like the pirate and you have to do what they say within, <laughs> within reason? So no, they were, they were I like, wish, <laughs> I wish we did simulated. Um, we would do simulated um, like medical emergency drills, okay. like large disaster type drills. Um, and they loved, they'd always get the, um, <laughs> the performers and the, the cast to participate in those because um, there's always like a medical facility on board. A ship legally cannot leave port without a doctor on board. Sure. So if there was like a large medical emergency, like an explosion or something, and a bunch of people were injured, we they would have to train the medical staff to uh, work through that. And they would get the cast to participate in that. And they would, they handed us like little sheets of paper that would say like what happened to us. Like, okay, this person's leg got blown off or like this person (laughs) is highly concussed and completely incoherent. And because it's like the cast and performers, they're just like being so obnoxious (laughs) and like "Ah," screaming, oh my freaking leg. And like. (laughs) Uh, they have to do this so that the other crew can train like totally how to handle these people because if an actual um passenger were to be in that situation like they just they would not know what to do they would be freaking out and it it takes practice for us to like be able to stay calm and and just know what to do like default in those situations absolutely i mean i you know there's a reason you do those types of drills not even just on a ship because you don't want those things to happen and so you want to be prepared you know for the worst possible type of situation that would happen so now i have to ask did anything catastrophic ever happen on the boat where you were like i'm very glad i had this training or was everything smooth sailing as they say oh you got him you yeah, got, got you on that one uh, <laughs> you really got my ass um, <laughs> the biggest thing i can think of is one time we were crossing on my second ship we our main the first portion of my itinerary on my contract, uh, we were in Northern Europe and then we were doing our crossing. So we were sailing across the Atlantic, uh, over to Canada, New England for, uh, the next portion. Sure. And we were supposed to port in, uh, Northeastern Canada. There were like a couple days where we couldn't, um, Cause there were like back to back things happening. Like the weather was really crappy. And then there, something happened where a nearby ship had a man overboard. Oh my God. Signal. Yeah. And what had happened, apparently it was like, uh, it was a guy who was like on the German equivalent of American Idol. It was like a German pop star. Oh, shit. Okay. And he had fallen overboard, but fallen like we're pretty sure that he he got gone oh, like he, he gotcha. jumped so there was maybe maybe some uh tony soprano uh type things at work maybe no he just he just <laughs> jumped overboard 
when that happens, when we have man overboard, then the Coast Guard communicates with the nearby ships and say this is what's going on, and then we have to help with the search. So we, oh, could, wow. we, we couldn't port, and then the ships sail, like the nearby ships sail kind of like uh, parallel to each other and search this whole area, and like all the navigation guys are like on the clock and they're out on the deck, like literally with sure. binoculars, like... And it seems so old-timey, but it's, like, that's that's the way it still is, which is something sure. that I think is so funny about ships is, like, it's such an old technology, and all the rituals with it are really old. Sure. Um, but that's that's just the way they still do it. Like, Damn. Did yeah. they, did they, and I don't mean to get too grim on here, but did they ever find this German pop star man, or was no, he sir. forever man overboard? Oh, rest, wow, okay. Rest in peace. If he jumped, that water was so cold, like, he was, he jumped for a reason. I'll gotcha. tell you that. Okay, all but, right. But, yeah, it was kind of upsetting, because we'd been at sea for several days, and we were all looking forward to going <laughs> ashore, because yeah. we were stir-crazy, but, yeah, rest in peace. Well, you have inadvertently given me the perfect segue because, Sienna, we're about to dock on this podcast. We're about to go to port. Auga! 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 Yep, here we go. We're pulling in to port. Get a big bite of pasta before we leave the ship. That's what you're doing. I'll take a big bite of imaginary the air, drink a big bowl of water. Ready? Check this out. Mmm. Yep. Yummy, I almost choked on my water. So <laughs> yummy, yummy water. Uh, oh, welcome. We're at port now. You can hear all the beautiful birds singing. We're, you know, you know, we everyone's getting off the ship. Run, Thank run, God. get off the ship. Land we need to stretch our legs. Land ho. We're going to break a bottle of champagne on the ship for <laughs> no reason. You know, all that good stuff. So now we're on land, Sienna. I don't know if you knew this, but we were on, we were in water uh, that entire time. We were we were uh, in in the ocean for doing all those questions, and now we're on land. So welcome to land. Oh my god, I, I had know. no idea. I know but the seas were video. really smooth. They were so smooth. I didn't want to freak you out, okay? I know you get a little seasick, which is crazy that you were on a ship for that long and you were seasick. But now that we're on land, uh, now that we're ported, uh, I got some fun facts about Carnival Cruise for you. Oh, no. Hit me with it. These are all kind of evil facts, too. Yeah, it's it's a corporation. It's, It's evil. Yeah, this they seem to be evil. So here we go. Uh, First fact is... Carnival Cruise, this one's not as evil, I gotta be honest, but Carnival Cruise Lines commenced sailing from Miami with their first ship, the Mardi Gras, in 1972, a former transatlantic liner purchased from Canadian Pacific Line. That's actually just very banal and very nice, and we like Yeah, that's that's normal. That's normal. What ship were you on? I was looking at some photos of some of these ships, and these are big boys. These are not little tykes. These ships are big. Which ships were you on? I was on Holland America's MS New Amsterdam and MS Siderdam. And comparatively, actually, those are pretty small ships. Yes. Um, Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines, they have enormous ships, like 5,000 passengers. It's like, it's like a little, it's like a small town. It is. I can't even imagine that. My ships were probably like 1,200 passengers. They, like they, were a lot, they were a lot smaller. Yeah, probably like six or seven or eight, probably passengers, huh? 
Yeah, it was yeah. just a few of us, like, hanging out. Just a couple of you guys, and, you, and they got on, you said, oh, welcome, you would like to come to my room, hang out for a little bit, you can come below. <laughs> <laughs> We're all going to have fun down here together. Oh, um, it's actually illegal for us to, it's not actually oh. illegal, but it's against the rules for us to have um, passengers in the crew area. Okay, that is upsetting, because what if you think one of them is cool, and you want to hang out? <laughs> um... Uh, then that is too bad for you. That is too bad. Shit. Okay. Well, that's okay. Uh, fuck. I'm pissed now. Okay. So the next, (laughs) the next, he's pissed. I'm pissed. Watch out folks. I'm about to be mad for the rest of the episode. Uh, the next fact is the logo is the funnel, like the funnels found on its ships with red, white, and blue colors. The funnels are shaped like a whale's tail. That's yes. what it says. That's yes, so Jeff. cute, actually. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Do you have anything to say about the flag or the shape or the colors or anything? Any any fun logo stories? No? Probably not. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. Okay. Uh, in a... Th- what is this word? Fuck. This is a craziest episode. In a filing with regulators, <laughs> the company stated that as of July 31st, 2020, it's very recent from where we are now in this day and age. This, yeah, this what's going on? Kids these days, am I right? You know, I'm so mm. glad I grew up looking at a Game Boy instead of looking at an iPad, you know? Uh, You're ditto. <laughs> ditto. Amen to that. Amen <laughs> yeah. to that. Cheers. I'll drink to that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Cheers to that. Thanks, guys. <laughs> All right, now I'm going to go tuck my... uh, In a filing with regulators, the company stated that as of July 31st, 2020, it had $7.9 billion in, quote, cash and cash equivalent available. An industry industry news item estimated that this would enable Carnival, Carnival, whatever, to continue operating for roughly a year in a situation where none of the ships were sailing. A few days earlier, the company confirmed that it had sold Carnival Fantasy and Carnival Inspiration, which were to be scrapped, and that Carnival Fascination and Carnival Imagination would move to long-term layup. Those, of course, are ships, and that, of course, means they would be put in ship storage, a.k.a. ship jail, because, Sienna, no one is taking cruises right now because of coronavirus. You don't say. Ha <laughs> Uh, one of my favorite coronavirus facts, uh, greatest, greatest, most ambitious crossover in cinematic history. Whoa. Um, coronavirus, the uh, cruise ships facts yeah. is that I had friends who got stuck on ships for quite a long time when Yikes. coronavirus all started. And there was a ship I got offered a contract um like last september or august mm-hmm. um and for ship and i was like whoa this sounds awesome uh it was in a completely asian itinerary oh, wow. so that would be really awesome um but i was planning to move to new york and i wasn't i wouldn't be able to get paid more than i had previously and they were the same show so i was like mm, i I don't want to take this one. Sure. But some of my friends took it. Uh-oh. And let me tell you, they got stuck at sea. They were they were in Asia, like, when coronavirus was starting. So, and their ship ported in Hong Kong, like, this this one time that they, that they ported in Hong Kong, and then, like, all the surrounding countries, like, wouldn't let their ship port. 
Oh, wow. So they got stuck at sea for like 60 days or something crazy like that. And they Holy had no shit. idea what was happening. They didn't know what was going on. I don't, I don't, I honestly don't think the cruise ships even know, knew like how to handle this, like what's happening. Right. This is kind of starting to spread to North America. Then one day they were like, okay, we're crossing to Alaska. And, and then that was that. That takes about two weeks. And they finally got off. But even after that, like, I knew other crew members and stuff who were stuck on different ships. And uh, they just, they couldn't port anywhere because the ports wouldn't let them in. And it right. was, it, it's so sad because there's so many people who... A lot of the crew members, like, like I said, the, the performers and the cast and stuff have an extremely privileged, privileged position on the ship. and um, But there are so many other workers on there who, um, it's, it's not as great of a job. Right. Not as privileged. Then they work every single day for like 10 months straight. And then they're sending their money like back home to the Philippines to their family. It's... They're, they were, like, stuck there, and they couldn't go home, and it's already difficult to communicate with people when you're on the ship because of the Wi-Fi situation is crappy. <laughs> and then they couldn't port, and, you know, when we go in port, that's a very sacred time because then you can go to a coffee shop and get Wi-Fi. And so it, it was really kind of tragic, like, seeing totally. all that on my social media and my friends and things. I might you know we were talking to my grandparents on the phone or whatever it is. And they were just like, they were like, well, you know, it's all, I'm really glad our cruises were scheduled, you know, for later this year so that they could be canceled and we didn't end up, you know, stuck, you know, basically in Europe or whatever it was during all this. Cause you know, crazy to think that there was a time where Europe was the scary place to be and not the United States because of mm -hmm. coronavirus. And China was the scary place to be because of coronavirus and not America. And now no one wants to touch them. No one would fuck America with a 10 no, foot and pole. We, we are not leaving. No, quite a while. no, no one was going to let us anywhere, you know? And I was literally on the phone with someone today and I was like, I will not be flying in a plane for a while because uh bad it's not a good place to be right now especially <laughs> yeah. with, uh because they were literally like if someone's in the back of the plane and you're in the front of the plane and they have coronavirus in an hour you're also gonna have coronavirus yeah. and I was like, very epic very sick situation that is going on i will not be in a plane thank you very much godspeed uh -huh. um so yeah really shitty and i don't know if cru maybe cruises will never come back to be honest with you who knows honestly we'd be better off <laughs> if so oh, because they are so bad for the environment i mean yeah oh is that part of your fact sheet is that <laughs> uh <Yes>. carnival <laughs> carnival was involved in that huge environmental damage situation yeah so i will skip to those fun facts right now because you gave me a great segue i love uh, that i like i like this fact because it just starts out with Illegal dumping, which is just a very cool yeah. phrase. Yeah. Um, since 2017, Carnival has been on probation for, quote, illegally dumping oil into the ocean from bilge its princess... water. <laughs> Wait, which what? What, what is bilge water? That's the vocabulary. Bilge is um, oily water because on the ships, yeah. with how they, you know, it has its own plumbing water system and they have to separate the gray water, which means 
water, like, that can be filtered and reused. Sure. Versus the oily water, which has to be um, disposed of differently. And uh, they did a little sum-sum where they, you know, switched some tubes. Nice uh, did some shady stuff and were dumping dumping their that good good into the uh the the reefs of the world and and killing the ocean yeah very billionaire mind literally billionaire mindset <laughs> legitimately <laughs> billionaire mindset <laughs> so yeah very cool and epic for that um <laughs> In April 2019, Carnival Corporation was accused of violating probation rules. Big fucking surprise. Again? Uh, Well, that's after I got off, so. The allegations (laughs) include 800 incidences from April 2017 to April of 2018. That is a year. 800 separate instances. Oh, my God. A federal judge has threatened to impose severe fines, which may increase tenfold. The judge also stated that Carnival cruise ships may be temporarily banned from docking in U.S. ports. And, brother, what did he... He did not realize the implications of that because they're not docking in any ports. You got a big storm coming. Yeah, bro. Yeah, that... Wow. I I didn't know about that. Um, Did you ever actually see the dumping occur, or was that done very (laughs) discreetly? The initial... Um, offense, <laughs> to, to put it lightly, um, the official offense occurred, like, before I was on the ship. Right. And it was, um, it happened on Princess Cruise Lines, which is owned by Carnival Corporation. So it's right. a different cruise line, but same corporation, you know, it's all Monopoly. And, um, but, so by the time I got on, they were already, the whole corporation, so... Every, every cruise line that um, Carnival owns, including Holland America, which is what I was on, like I said, um, they're all on probation. So there's all these extra measures that we have to take, supposedly, to um, comply with all these environmental standards and checks and stuff. And there was, like, a government-sanctioned, uh, a, a government, what, what's the word? Government-hired like person to audit all this stuff and um we had a we had to do a lot of training actually about like proper disposal and like kind of what was going on and um it didn't affect my um like the entertainment um so much because we we didn't have those kinds of jobs like in um navigating the ship really anything to do with the machinery or disposing much. Um, So, but we still had to know, like, you know, you have to sort your trash. You have to know, like, where the environmental office is on board. And, you know, there's all these things that we had to train in to be able to comply with this, uh, especially, like, if an auditor came on board and would just ask any crew member these questions. But that... um, that's a big old LMFAO from me about <laughs> 800. Oh my God. I know. It's, it's like, crazy. how hard is it to not dump oily water <laughs> in the ocean? For these folks, insanely tough because they did it 800 yeah. times in a year. I don't <laughs> I, think I do anything 800 times in a year. To be like, like, think about that. 
That's so many times. Yeah, so even if you did something twice a day, it wouldn't be 800 times a year. That's true. Not quite. Almost. Yeah. I, I don't even know. Maybe I grind my teeth eight time, 800 times a year. Uh-oh, scary. Don't do Uh-oh. that. Uh-oh. <laughs> keep those, keep um, those chompers white and uh, scary. <laughs> um, oh, shoot. There was something I was going to say. That's okay. I got a little question for you. If you want to okay. think about it, you can just literally interject any time you remember it. Um, yeah. So you said that porting is a very sacred time because you actually have access to real Wi-Fi and you can actually communicate with the outside world. Talk to me a little bit about some of the different places that you would port at. What were some of your favorites? If you have any little stories about porting uh, at different places that are very either cool or interesting or haha funny. So talk to me about the porting process just uh, all together. Okay. Um, first, I remembered what I was going to say. Yes, so <laughs> just on the, on the topic of the environmental scandal. Yeah, illegal stuff. dumping. You can call it illegal dumping. That's straight what up, calling it. Straight up illegal dumping. And yes. that's the tea. Um, yeah, the, I was on board when there was the whole kind of like uh, plastic straw ban oh, sure. trend. And they did that on board, which was just <laughs> so funny because it's like, honey... <laughs> The problem is not plastic straws. The problem is probably the gallons and gallons of bilge water that you're dumping into the ocean. <laughs> yeah. And um, they're, they're another just quick aside. Please. There is a magician that I've met on board, and he used like two balloons in his act for some illusions. Yeah. So for some magic. Uh huh. For some magic. Um, for some trickery. Yeah, for some prestidigitation. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what they say. And they, I remember he was going on a ship and they told him, they were like, oh, you you can't use those balloons in your act. And he was like, what? And they were like, yeah, it's just, it's an environmental thing. And he was like... Wow. The two latex balloons that I use indoors that get cleaned up after the show. That's the problem. That is evil. That's that is some the evil shit. It was psychotic. But um Did he do it? Did he say F did he say F the system or did he say, Okay, sorry, and then not use the balloons? Did we ever follow up with this man? Oh, uh no, he was he went middle fingers up and Whoa he just did the damn thing. Good. Good for this. Good for this young man, right? Young strapping young man. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good for this strapping young man. Um, but per my question beforehand, uh-huh. uh, when we're talking about the magic of porting and the magic of docking, I like to call it docking because there was this meme going around early in coronavirus when people were afraid to shake hands. Do you know the one I'm referring to, where they were talking about different ways to greet each other, and you could do like the elbow bump, you could do like a bow, and then there was one called docking, which for those who have penises, you could put your penis inside of another man's foreskin, which I thought was very funny. And it was called docking. So I will be referring to it. As- oh my god, I was not aware. <laughs> Um, personally, you love that though. You love that. I love that for you, penis havers. I think that's a really powerful bonding moment. Uh, there's a lot of potential there. In your yeah, that's how diet. I've been greeting my dad every single morning when we <laughs> say good, good morning, and he says good morning, son, ready to dock. And I say yes, chef, bring it on, <laughs> bring it on. I love this. Is my oh, favorite part of the day. It's very I fun am for me. so sorry. 
Yeah, it's very cool. Actually, we're actually both very cool about it. It's actually very funny. Um, so <laughs> when when you dock, uh, talk about how fun that is. Talk about all the little places that you got to go. What were some of the cool places that you got to see? As a little side perk of being on a cruise ship, and what happened there, and did you have fun and a great time? <laughs> yeah, that is one of the best parts of working on the cruise ship. Um, yeah, I saw so many amazing places. I went to like thirty countries. Uh, my first ship, I was on Alaska. I was on Alaska. I was in Alaska for the first part of it, and then we cross over, like, through uh, Latin America. So we we stopped in several, like, Mexican ports, Puerto Rico, um, Guatemala is one of my favorite places we spent a day in, and then we were in the Caribbean uh, for a long time, a little too long. Uh-oh. But the Caribbean is still great, uh, okay. just, just not for... Um, five months and <laughs> that, that actually is very long okay did yeah. not realize it was gonna be five months that's a little too long yeah and one of the best things of my best I mean worst was um that was on my first contract and we crossed over and there was like a good two months or so where we had a bunch of charter cruises and a charter cruise is like when a company or an organization like basically kind of rents out the ship for the duration of a cruise seven days on the ship that I was on. And so they do all their own programming. Um, we had like, (laughs) we had like a red Robin cruise where they had like all the red Robin kind of like managers and stuff. And they, Whatever, have their lectures and then they all like get and they get the get big stuff. bird. To come on. They get the big bird to <laughs> yes. walk around on the there deck. There was a giant bird. No, uh, there wasn't Sienna, actually. But I, I hate to interrupt, but I just have to tell you. I don't know if you know this about me. I love Red Robin. It is one of my favorite places in the whole goddamn world. I'm not kidding you. Let's sing I, the song. The song. Red Robin. Yum. Okay, good. I was like, oh, is there a song that I don't know about? But yes, I do know about that one. No, you know. Um, did you did you get to meet the Robin? Yes or no? Um, no, I think I was like I think I was in my cabin like okay. probably the entire time when oh, that, when all that happened because okay so yes into yes. my point yes um, they do all their own programming so we weren't performing like they did their own entertainment <laughs> and a lot of these a lot of our charters were like music type charters so we had like Soul Train Charter and. Whoa. Uh, 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 Sandy Beaches Charter, which was like Jimmy Buffett type music. Hell yeah! And but yeah, they, uh, those are super common, and um, so they'll have just like it's like a music festival on board, and they serve breakfast until like three p.m. in the dining areas, and we weren't working, meaning we weren't performing, and that just sucked because we'd already been in the caribbean for so long and we were kind of doing the same itinerary over and over between these ports they're kind of small it's like after a while all you can do is go to the beach and um yeah that was uh i was watching uh, a lot of mad men and i was playing a lot of video games and staying in my cabin and not seeing the sunlight and sleeping Oh, but I have one of my favorite stories that I really wanted to tell on here. Yes. Probably, probably my favorite story. Please. Um, on the ship, it happened, I think, during 
the Soul Train charter or like uh, there was some sort of R and B charter. Okay. And is that does that mean what is, does that mean that it was R and B themed or does that mean that a R and B company rented out the boat? Is that a dumb question? I, no, I think it's like um, music organizing company probably sets this up. Like I said, it's like a festival. Sure. So they then they they get all these like R and B musicians gotcha, on board, okay. and you know they're like performing all day, and there's all these different venues on the ship, so there's a lot going on. Sure. And um, yeah, does that answer? Yeah. Your question? Okay. Yeah, I'm probably gonna cut that part out, but <laughs> yes, it does answer my question. Um, so, so, what I'm is this? What is the big story? <laughs> it's not even. It's just, I just think it's so funny. Yes, um, please. Because my, some context is that on Holland America, it's like of the Carnival Corporation um, cruise lines, Holland America is like kind of their more sophisticated cruise line, sophisticated as in like, there's lots of old people. Yes. That <laughs> <go on. laughs> and, okay. um, you know, they, they can be honorary sometimes. <laughs> and yeah. when I was on that ship, we had a, the ship was going into dry dock for two weeks, which means that it is literally going into a dry dock. Like they, they park it into a dock and like drain the water around it. And then they make all these renovations on the ship. Gotcha. And, um, that was awesome because, uh, I got to like get off the ship and take a little trip. And then I got back on yep. and there was a bunch of new stuff on the ship, like where they renovated, um, all these different areas. And, uh, one of the very special things that happened was they changed the carpet <laughs> Yeah. and friend, friends spank a new carpet and <laughs> like the first, the first cruise, like after we got back from dry dock was one of these. And, um, one day we, we took the elevator up. To deck nine, which is the deck that has um, the main food place that we would eat, yeah, kind yeah. of uh, kind of buffet style, and we went up there and we were like, "What? Like something doesn't smell right." <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> doesn't smell new. Um, and whatever, we just kind of went along, and then <laughs> we came back and we saw that there was. There was a trail of something yeah. in the brand new carpet. Yes. And apparently, this trail, this trail led from the elevator. Okay. In the elevator, out the elevator, down the hall, to the bathroom by the gym. Yes. And, um, yeah, we came to find out that someone, someone shit their pants, someone had a big accident. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. ruined the new carpet. And then some poor Filipino, like, getting not, not enough wage. Right. Had to clean this up. Little and it was, trail. Yeah. it was so stinky. It, <laughs> that, honestly, you did check one of my boxes. I was going to ask you, <laughs> did anybody shit their pants? Did anybody bleed heavily? Did anybody eat shit? Not literally eat shit, but like, did anyone fall and hit yeah. their fucking head really hard? I, it's not nice to laugh when people fall really hard and, you know, <laughs> eat shit. But Sienna, it's very funny. I've done it. You've done it. 
when I was in New York <laughs> once with my grandmother, uh, she just fell like completely on her. Like she like tripped and fell forward, and no. I didn't hear. Like the reason I knew she fell is because she like shut the hell up for like one second. You know what I mean? And, and she just wasn't talking, and I was like, uh oh, did Yaya fall on the ground? And absolutely, <laughs> Yaya fell on the ground. So. Did anybody eat shit uh, on the poop deck, so to speak? <laughs> um, absolutely, absolutely. That that should the ship be rocking, and old people proprioception is not hot. So I did see that happen, and it was funny. But I had a name tag on, so I could not laugh. That's true, yes. If you have the name tag on, you have to be like, oh, I'm so sorry you fell. That's very funny for me, but I have to help you, even though it is very funny for me yeah. that you fell. So that's yeah. very, uh, my heart goes out to you for not being able to laugh in that moment. But Thank you. It was really it was really challenging, but I made it through, I think. You're the bigger person. Um, <laughs> any, any other little fun stories about docking or being at a port or whatever? Because we're actually about to get back on the ship, just so you know. Oh. Yeah. Um, there was... One time I almost missed the ship. Whoa. Okay. And that's a really big deal. If you're crew, you can get fired if you Shit. miss the ship. What happened? Um, I actually wasn't working on the ship at the time. I was visiting, uh, I was dating a guy and he was working on the ship and I came to visit him. He had a really awesome itinerary. We were in Europe and stuff and we went to Rome, uh, but Rome isn't on the coast, so the sure. port that we go into is called Civita Vecchia, and we had a whole day there, so we just go into Civita Vecchia, take the train, enjoy your day in Rome, and then come back, and um, we came back, and then we kind of like moseyed around the town, and we stopped in a little supermercato, and we got oh, some, some salami and some cheese, and, and huh. some... Cane sugar Fanta, which is one of my favorite things, and um, whoa, that's one of your favorite. Okay, a little side, little yeah, side little, podcast action. <laughs> <A> little <laughs> sub, my sub favorite. Your sub, um, yeah. And we moseyed on back to the to the port is really big there, and so there's kind of like an area where there's like where buses come up where the ships kind of like employ these buses and then you get on the bus and it should take you back to the ship. Sure. Um, cause it's not really walkable between there and where the ship is docking. We got back to the little like bus station and nothing was coming. It was like empty and it was almost all aboard time, which was like 7 PM or something sure. or all aboard is like 30 minutes before six thirty. And we got there at like six well, let me tell you, we come to find out that the bus service stops at six. Well, Boom. honey, what's the point of that? <laughs> you may as well say that all aboard is 630. Right. Uh, so anyway, we, were, we, yeah. and we're, we don't speak Italian. I, I can order food in Italian, but right. It, I was like, what? And that it's such a small town, the taxi services also stopped at Damn. like 5 p.m. These freaking Italians are These on island Italians. time. They're on L boot time. <laughs> they're literally, they're hanging out on the playa for all of yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're and too busy eating cheese and meat. They got to drive yeah. a little taxi around, okay? Hear me out. And 
so eventually we're we go up to there was some person working there and we're like yo we gotta get back on this ship but we are if we try and run over there like even if we ran we would not make it right it was time had passed my friend and um she was like "Mm, okay that sucks and we a, a bus pulled up and we got on it well, come to find out, this bus was not going to our ship. It went to Damn. a whole other ship, like, on the other side of the port. Bad. And there were other, like, uh, there were, like, other crew members from that ship on there. And they were like, oh, you're on that other ship? Yeah, you guys aren't going to make it. And we Damn. were like, what? And we were, like, begging with the bus driver, like, please, just just drive over and drop us off there. And he was like, come si dice? And, uh, <laughs> Played you like suckers. He knew exactly what you were saying. Yeah. He just he just played you like a fiddle. Damn. <laughs> and then he drove us back to the bus station, and we were like, "Fuck!" Sorry, let's censor that. No, nope, no, nope. uh, please do not censor. This is big. This is big okay. fuck energy on this podcast. We were saying the fuck word, and <laughs> <laughs> finally, the person who was working at the little bus station they like called the gate agent or whatever. And, um, a bus came up to pick us up, thank God, and drove us, it's this whole roundabout way to the port. And then, but then they drop us off, like, right at this gate thing. And we're like, well, what the fuck? We're, now we have to walk, there's still, like, another quarter of a mile to get to the ship. And I freaking had a whole liter of Fanta in my backpack. Like (laughs) I was not about to run and shake that shit up. (laughs) And and then, so we're like, okay. And we, we start running and then a little, a clown car, a literally straight up a clown car drives up. It's a little smart car and with like two seats. And with two it actual was, clowns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was um it was the gate agent who's kinda like the liaison between the ship and the sure. and the port or the port agent. And he was like, Okay, get in and we <laughs> crammed in that sucker and then he drove us the rest of the way to the gangway. And then the security at the gangway was like <laughs> it was like six twenty nine. We're like, yo, we still made it. But yeah. um, it was such a small ship that, like, all the crew were aware. They were, like, they can keep track of, like, who is on and off totally, the ship. Right. And they're, like, yo, you're... You're late. You're late. Do not miss the ship or you're in big trouble, mister. You're going to time out <laughs> you permanently. You are big man overboard energy yeah. from those folks, yeah. Um, but we made it on and um, that that was really stressful. Well, Sienna, I'm really glad you made it on the ship because you actually just made it back on this ship because we're about to uh, embark again. So, wave goodbye. Auga! Auga! What is that called? Because I literally looked it up. I wanted to do like a little like gif or gif, however you say it. I'm trying to appeal to everybody. Gif, gif, whatever. You know, I was trying to figure out what that, what the thing was called. Reddit pointed me at burbling. But I don't think that's good. I think that's bad that it's called that. I feel like it's I just called the I have never heard that. Thing. Yeah. I, that, burbling sounds like something that a baby does. Yes. Which is kind of nasty to me. <laughs> I could not tell you what it's called. I, I think it's just the thing. 
Yeah, I think of like someone in SpongeBob <laughs> does that, don't, don't they? It's very likely. It's like any old timey cartoon, like Wiley Coyote or something. Wiley Coyote is not going. <laughs> he is catching the Road Runner, okay? And you know that. He does not catch the Road Runner. Well, he tries to catch the Road Runner. Yeah, which is reason enough for him to go. <laughs> That's true. He's actually he's too busy having dumbass boxes dropped on his head like a big dumb oaf. How you have to be doing your job for so long to realize that boxes are being dropped on your head, and yet he still gets fucking boxes dropped on his head. He's a dumb bitch. So. He runs off the cliff. He floats there for a second, and then he goes, "Uh oh!" And then he <laughs> falls to his imminent death. But he persists. Nevertheless, he persisted. <laughs> Nevertheless, he persisted because he's, he's the, the funny coyote. He he sounds kind of like a nasty woman to me. Oh, damn. <laughs> Hell yes. Okay. All right. Back on the ship saying things about nasty women. Wave goodbye to the land. <laughs> seeing it for a while. Wave with me. Bye-bye, land. Thank you so much for reporting with us. Cheers. Bye-bye. Cheers. Just took a photo of us doing that. I'll be on the social medias. Uh, so that's very fun. Uh, now that we're back on land, Sienna, or excuse me, now that we're back on the ship, Sienna, we actually just came from land. Uh, walk me through very quickly, just like a regular day. What's a regular day look like on the ship? You wake up, you're in your tiny ass room with your roommate, you mm-hmm. piss on the floor because you can't get into your bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, my room is pitch black. There's no windows. <laughs> yeah, very scary. Um, I wake up and I don't know what time it is. Uh, I've set my alarm to uh, 9 o'clock so right. that I can uh, throw on some trousers and a sweater and my name tag, roll out of bed, and run up to the dining area so that I can get food before breakfast is over at 9.30. Whoa, okay, so you're really cutting it close. Yeah, I am crusted shut. And oh boy. I get some food. Um, they burn my eggs, but it's okay. Uh, it, it, it doesn't taste great, I will say that. How are they making your eggs? Usually, I mean, there was a long while that I was getting omelets a lot, and they would always okay. burn the omelets. Unless, unless I made friends with the person making them. And then they would kind of... Because the lines can get long, and sure. so they're trying to serve the guests first uh they're the priority and so you know they keep they keep the stove on high heat um but uh after a while there i got sick of the the omelets and i kind of started going over medium eggs whoa okay big transition i will say one of my favorite thought experiments Oh, to boy. do that really blew my mind because I was so want for for intellectual stimulation yes. while I was on the ship. It can be a very repetitive lifestyle, surprisingly. Um, you know how many how many eggs they must go through every single oh, cruise? Wow! So many eggs. Where do they come from? Where do Where they go? Did they go. Where did you come from, you little eggs? <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. I never thought about those eggs before. I was like, I get like two, three eggs sure. for breakfast every yeah. single day. Yeah. Well, what if the other 600 crew members do? And what of the 1,300 passengers? 
what of the seven day cruise that we're on? What of the 14 day cruise that we're on? That is so many eggs. Where do they keep them? How do they keep them from cracking? You never got to see the egg room. They must have a little room for those eggs. <laughs> I will say I did see like pallets of eggs in like the the loading zone on sure. uh, a deck. That is crazy stuff. That but is crazy. They, I'm actually they, thinking about that really hard, and it's scary to think about how many eggs that must be. Yeah, it, it's insane. Ships have to; they have to have like enough food or something like enough supplies to last them like if they get stuck at sea sure for like for like another week so there's always like an extra stockpile of stuff yeah that makes but sense. like yeah, aside sense. from all the other like pallets of food that they're getting to feed like a small village of people yeah three times a day that <laughs> that just blows my mind that i think that's something kind of amazing and also kind of like disgusting about ships um, it's just excess on every single level. Excess. Big... Oh. I got you. I got your ass. Yes, you actually yeah. did get my ass big time on that one. And because you got my ass big time, I have to ask, so what happens next after you've done your thought experiment you've eaten your burned eggs? What's next in the day? I go back to my room and fall asleep. <laughs> and then I go to the gym. Yep. Um... No, like on a day that I'm working, because because we only have so many shows, sure. I'm I'm not working like, quote unquote, uh, every single day on a cruise. Right. So, if we had a twelve day cruise and I'm we're gonna perform three to four of our shows, I'm working like at most four days. So on, and then we have some other little tasks to do like a cast q a kind of a thing oh, and yeah we teach little dance classes which excuse me uh are really silly uh teaching old people how to do the wobble whoa <laughs> and um but anyway so we'll have um i'll go get breakfast say uh maybe stop at the gym uh then i'll go to tech rehearsal of course. And we run the show. And it's more or less full out, but we're we're in rehearsal clothes and it's just to make sure that like all the set the pieces kinks. yeah. Yeah, and lighting and stuff is is on track and uh that the singer's microphone levels are set and all things like that. Sure. Since um they have to they they change the stage like every single time, you know, it's like Right, everyone's it's got their little their little settings, and everyone's got to make sure they're at the correct levels, or else those oldsters are gonna know they're not doing it the way that they're supposed to. They're gonna know, you know. Mm-hmm. They got the they got eyes like a hawk out there. Uh, they really do. They're gonna leave it in the <laughs> comments. They they have guest comments, and they will read us for filth if they if they think the singers' microphones are too loud, which Fuck. they they think that a lot and it's like buddy don't sit in the first row (laughs) well also put your hearing aids in okay (laughs) you dumbass if you're not gonna be if you want to hear the show put your hearing aid in dude sorry got a little mad there (laughs) got a little pissed he's pissed he's pissed so you're doing this tech rehearsal so we do our tech rehearsal and then we have a few hours off maybe i'm just chilling maybe i watch a movie maybe i take a nap go get lunch maybe 
Um, Maybe you're playing Life is Strange with your little roommate and play a little video game. In the I game. did play Life is Strange on the ship, and I was very absorbed in that game, and I did not have a grasp on reality like when I ended it. Because I was I like sitting in a dark room playing this game for like <laughs> four days straight. Yeah. It <laughs> just consumes you when you're playing it. It's a beautiful little story. Yes. Yeah, then I go get dinner. Yes. And I'd always get pasta. Because it's your favorite it, little thing. It is my favorite little thing, and I, yeah. I require like, kind of. Some performers, like especially dancers, don't like to eat a big meal before they dance, sure. understandably. But like, I just really needed the energy, so I would go eat at five o'clock or five thirty. Go eat my big old bowl of pasta. Yep. yep. And then I would go backstage, and I do my little backstage ritual. I'd, Listen to a podcast. Um, Ooh, okay. I was doing, do my makeup, do my hair, get my costumes, do warm up, and then it's showtime. Showtime, baby. And you're out there and you're saying your famous line, where's the beef? <laughs> Which was your famous <laughs> line aboard the ship. That is exactly what I was known for. <laughs> How did you know that? Because I was spying on you, I had a little bit of a, a little bit of a friend there saying, "Take notes, because one day she's gonna do my podcast, and I need to surprise her." So very cool that you would say, "Where's the beef?" to all these old people, and they would go, "Oh, oh, oh, oh. very yeah. good, yeah. yeah, very cool." And then the show's over, and you say, "Arriva Derchi," and then you said, "Then what happens after the show's over?" Yeah, well, we we do two shows a night, okay. so I had eight o'clock show. They're about. 45, 50 minutes long, and we have a little break. I would chill out, keep listening to my podcast, maybe kind of, I'd eat a, a cliff bar. Oh, I just, classic. I just want to relax because, like, doing the shows is very uh, taxing. And um, then get ready again for our 10 o'clock show. 10 o'clock show is over. Then we clean up. We have to take our costumes back to the costume, the wardrobe room and then i go take a shower while everyone up goes up everyone else goes to the crew bar the officer's bar and gets really cheap drinks and i was like i am too tired to do that i don't know how you guys are doing that right um sometimes we would and then the the dutch crew members they would be like hey like let's do a shot of jaeger at for some reason, they loved Jaeger, which is, like, wow. not great. And we would have some fun times. Oh. <laughs> and that's it. And I go the fuck to sleep. Damn. Okay. All right. That's, yeah. What a day, you know? What a day aboard the, the SS fuck. <laughs> the SS whoopsies. <laughs> Oopsie daisy. Oopsie daisy. That's very good. Thank you, Chef. But to round us out, because we are coming to the end of the show here, to round us out, I know you gave me probably your favorite story with the uh, shit trail on the carpet, <laughs> uh, which was also my, my favorite story. Maybe she just called past my favorite story. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I was wondering if you had any other little stories, if you had any maybe crazy guest interactions, any other scary moments that could have happened on the ship, just anything that really stood out to you uh, on your year and a half voyage uh all across the world any other little funny stories you want the listeners the chefs as you will of this yeah show to know about yeah um there weren't a whole lot of like 
big stories to me. I just think of like all these kind of silly little moments, like maybe weird things happening on stage. Sure. Um, or one of my favorite guest interactions was <laughs> it was Embark Day, so all the all the guests are new to the ship and they're so dumb on the first day. They don't know where anything is. Right. And this, <laughs> this group of ladies comes up to me and they're like, where's the bar? And I go, which one? <laughs> there are so many. <laughs> well, why else do people take cruises? And that's true. Amen. Uh, another time where I was like sitting, trying to read a book just in a, in a public area and there were these two teenage boys actually oh, hanging nice. out and they got a hold of like a microphone that was around and they were okay. like Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. Yes, and then the funny. one boy was looking out the window and he was trying to convince his friend that the earth was flat, which I thought was really oh, epic. That is epic. This kid is epic as fuck. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Love it. It, it evades me. I've it evades told, you. I've told okay. all my good stories, but that's okay. You know, there Listen. are so many pros and cons to it. But like, like I said, it's my favorite, my favorite job. It's your uh, favorite job, and that's actually my last question for you. In summation, why is this your favorite job that you ever had? Why, 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 why? Because there's no other job like it that pays you to do something that you love to do and also you get to travel the world and meet people from all over the world and it's just like such a unique it's just like one of the most unique experiences I've ever had and uh just one of the most special some like the people I met were just like so amazing and taught me so much so uh, yeah. you, you, you don't get that a whole lot in this, in this here economy. So in this, in this shrimp fried, this rice world, exactly. I did not get that on my retail job. I'll tell you that. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it was a little bit more of like girls with time machine guys with time machine. Maybe that was a little bit more your speed at the retail uh, job. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm trying to figure out what that. What that even means? It yeah, means nothing, I'm gonna so. agree. I'm gonna agree anyway. Thank you. Well, <laughs> Sienna, thank you so much for uh, hopping aboard the SS podcast with me, taking a little sail around memory, uh, taking a sail down memory lane. Yes, salute. Ahoy! Uh, <laughs> Ahoy! Yes, matey. Arg! Uh, <laughs> all the pirate sayings. Uh, now we've come to. Probably your favorite part of the show because it's over and you don't have to be on this show anymore. No, this uh, is so fun. I wish we could talk forever. Yeah, we'll, we can. We can just turn the mic off and talk forever. Um, <laughs> but is there anything you have to plug right now? We talked a little bit about your most recent articles for Barry Around, but is there anything else? Yes. Well, you can plug those again, but anything else you want to plug? Just please, please, please donate to the Merry Go Around Patreon. Also, donate uh, to the. Louisville Community Bail Fund. There's there some go. crazy stuff going on there. And um, you can follow me on socials. I'm at Seacrest, S-I-E-K-R-E-S is my Instagram. Uh, yeah, and contact me if you have any interest in Pilates. <laughs> Love that. Okay. You, and you might have, you know, you might have played 40 chess with me just now, but you know your at on Instagram sounds like Seacrest, right? Like Ryan Seacrest? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I, and I think that's powerful of me. He is probably, weirdly, one of the most powerful people in the whole world. 
so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, that was crazy. Yeah, no, he is probably one of those powerful people in the whole world. He was the executive, one of the executive producers on the Kardashians fucking show. Did you know that? I had no idea. Rest in peace, keeping up with the Kardashians. I know that they're uh, ending that. Well, you can just listen to my episode of this podcast about the Kardashians. My favorite Kardashian? Yes, I did an episode with Giovanna Zavala all about the Kardashians. My mom keeps telling me, sweetheart, that's my favorite episode of the show that you've done so far is about the Kardashians. <laughs> I'm like, listen to a different episode. You've listened to that episode 500 times, mom. Come on, get with it. Mom. Uh, she's probably listening to this episode right now and pissed that I'm saying about her. But oh my gosh, shout out. Shout out Stacey Marger. How about that? Shout out Stacey. We love and respect you. We love and respect you, Mom. Thanks for listening. <laughs> if you want to follow this show, you can follow us on Twitter at MyFavePod. You can also follow us on Instagram at MyFavorite underscore podcast. You can listen to my other podcast called It's on the List with Noah and Mason, where we talk about underrated music and movies every week. When this episode comes out, you can listen to, hold on, I'm doing some mental math in my head. Yes, you can listen to our episode with Miss Aya Lehman about Reputation by Taylor Swift and Hot Rod. So there you go. A little bit of a little bit of a double double dash there. If you're trying to listen to Noe talk a little bit more than normal. I think that's it. I think we're I think we're good. Sienna, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Um, Oh. I'm so I'm saluting Chef Noe right now, Captain Noe actually. Captain Noe of the SS podcast. Yeah, the SS <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> the SS my favorite podcast. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for having me on. It was so fun. OMG, of course. I'm so glad you came on the show. Now you and I can talk forever off mic. How about that? Okay, let's turn okay. it off. All right, folks. Thank you again. Bye bye. Thank you. Oh.